your home for high school sports. This is Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN. Good morning, good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back in to another edition of Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by the great folks over at WTC Communications. I am your host, AJ Shaw. For the final time in 2023, this is our final show until we come back in the new year, 2024, God willing. (laughs) We will be back, hopefully. But a lot to get into today in our first segment. We'll be previewing Manhattan High's game with Wichita East girls and boys, as well as recapping their win, both of their wins, over Topeka High on Tuesday, as well as going across the Centennial League. And then in segment two, we have something that we haven't done on this show in a number of years, an interview with a coach. We'll be sitting down with uh, Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh in segment two. Segment three, we dive into the Mideast League and segment four into the Twin Valley League. But first, we dive into Manhattan High as we do every single week. Wins for both Manhattan girls and Manhattan boys on the road on Tuesday night against Topeka High. The girls winning 54-29, to picking up their first win of the season in Centennial League play and going to 5-1. and As for the Manhattan High boys, they also picked up a dominant road victory, taking down Topeka High boys 68-35 to improve to 4-2 and and 1-0 in the conference. Of course, as I mentioned earlier, they'll have Wichita East, both teams later today. Some stats from the boys' win on uh, Monday night, on Tuesday night. Asher Newcomer was perfect on the night, 18 points, 7 of 7 shooting, including 4 of 4 from deep. Jason Kim, 4 of 8 shooting from the field, 10 points, only had 2 rebounds in the game, 5 assists, no blocks, 1 steal. Good night from Jason Kim. Asher Newcomer, though, as I said, with the big night, 18 points. Landon Knopp with 11. Ian McNabb with 8. And Ian McNabb also with 18 rebounds, a career high, and uh, Mitch Fortner, Sat down with uh, Benji George about Ian McNabb's 18-rebound performance. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the segment. Eight points. uh, I'm sorry, not eight points. Yeah, eight points from McNabb. Stam Spiegel, five points off the bench. Vince Vince Doring with two. And uh, Miles Braxmeyer with four. Leading scorer for Wichita, or sorry, for Topeka, was DeMichael Hales with eight points on three and of 11 shooting. Miguel Vigelis with six points. Uh, six points from Daniel Brown, four from Malachi Murph, two from Zen Woods, two from Jaden Norman, although he was 0 of 9 from the field. Got both of those points at the foul line. Jalen Freeman with two points and Daquan Groves with two points in the losing effort for Topeka High. As for uh, Manhattan girls, I have to pull it up on my phone here because I got a picture of it. Uh, for Manhattan girls, Delaney Larson, two points in the ballgame on Tuesday night. Uh, Janie Hilgers with two points. Cat Ball had seven in the ballgame. Isabella Peabody had eight. Maxine Doring with seven. Emery, em- Emery Rullifson with nine. Jora Parcell had nine. Kinsley Carr with two. And Kennedy Dodds with two in the winning effort for uh, Manhattan High girls. Mitch Fortner now with a preview of today's game against Wichita East. That game coming up today on K-Man at 1.45, our last broadcast of the semester. 
We're back on Tri Pregame. Mitch Fortner with Manhattan Boys head coach Benji George. The Indians are four and two on the year. They've won two in a row, and now they host one and two Wichita East. And back with head coach Benji George of the Indians, coach. Uh, before we look at the Blue Aces, just kind of uh, you know tell me about the schedule that you had this week because. It's just one of those rare opportunities that you go from a Tuesday to a Saturday, so you get the extra day. How did you decide to use it? Yeah, it's uh, it's the first time we've practiced on consecutive days. I mean, you know, and uh, it, it, just trying to communicate to the players, like, okay, this is a little bit more real. Like, you actually in high school practice a few times before you play, usually. Um, so, that, you know, that was an adjustment. But our players brought a really good approach. We had a couple good team meetings and uh, – uh, did some team building, which we haven't had much time for, and then um, our practices have been competitive. Um, the, the energy the day after the peak high game was great. Um, I, I just, you know, I told them this is our this is our time to, you know, sharpen our axe, and and we haven't had much of a chance to do it, and and I think they've really bought into that. And, um, it, it's been nice to be able to come together as a team and get some practices under our belt. Meanwhile, for Wichita East, their week is definitely different uh, because I say they're one and two. Full disclosure, we're recording this before they actually play Friday night against Wichita Northwest. So heading into their Friday night game, they're one and two, and then they'll play back-to-back games heading up here for a Saturday afternoon game. But what are your thoughts right now on one and two Wichita East? Well, I feel like it's first time schedule-wise where, where – well, I guess second time schedule-wise where we have a little bit of an advantage. Topeka High was coming off of a tournament, you know, and now we got East coming off of a back-to-back. So we have to take advantage of that just in terms of, you know, legs and energy and everything. And um, But I, I'll say this, they are much improved from last year and the previous year. You know, they've struggled the last two years. And, um, you know, I, a record is what it, what it is right now, but I'll tell you on film – um, they look much improved. They're very guard heavy. Um, they're going to really play tough defense. Um, they really flock to the ball. Um, so, you know, we're going to have to be strong with the ball. The one thing about our team I would change right now is our turnover rate. That's going to be put under a microscope. And then, um, you know, they have some guards that can get downhill in a hurry, and we're going to have to be good at not allowing penetration. Mitch Fortner with Manhattan High boys coach Benji George as his team takes on Wichita East a little bit later today. Girls first, boys second. Pre-game starts at 145 here on News Radio KMAN. Uh, a couple other games going on today. K-State women's basketball will have their game against North Florida today starting at 4 o'clock over on Sunny 102.5, our sister station. And K-State men's basketball tomorrow will have their game against Nebraska at 2, pregame at 1 here on K-Man. Just wanted to get those uh, two games out to people. I know at this time of year when we have Manhattan High and we also have K-State women and men, uh, we have to get a bunch of games out on different stations. We have women 4 o'clock today against uh, North Florida on Sunny. Tomorrow, Nebraska and K-State men's at 2, pregame at 1 here on K-Man. Uh, Mitch also had an opportunity to sit down and talk with Coach George about Ian McNabb's 18-rebound performance. He actually texted me to look that up, and <laughs> so I did I did go and look it up, and it was 1980, 79-80 season, uh, Kelvin Poe against um, Junction City. Um, he, uh, he also asked what's the most since then, and there have been a few others um, in the 20 and 19 range. I think maybe Jackie Carmichael in there, but there haven't been very many um, you know, put up that kind of numbers on the boards. And, um, you know, I think that the eight offensive boards in a game is probably in the top five for a game. I think that the 10 
the 10 defensive boards. I think Cole Coonrod did it once in our era, and I think that was it. Benji George, Manhattan High coach on Ian McNabb's 18-rebound performance in the win the other night against Topeka High. Uh, coach, we'll try to figure that out and figure out the last time uh, offensive rebounds were as high as they were. Eight offensive rebounds out of the 18 total for Mr. McNabb on Tuesday night. Let's keep going around the Centennial League. We'll now hit Emporia Girls. Had two games this past week. On Tuesday, they won a road match against Shawnee Mission uh, North, 50-23 to to go to 3-2 and on the season. And then last night, uh, took down Great Bend by a 43-29 to score or so. Emporia Girls sitting at 4-2. and They're done now for the semester. They'll be back uh, for the 2024 portion of their schedule on Tuesday, January 2nd against Topeka Hayden on the road. They got two games that week with Topeka Schools, Topeka Hayden on the 2nd, and Topeka High on the 5th. As for Emporia Boys, and there goes my cursor. There we go. Uh, Emporia Boys, a tough week for them. They had started 4-0 after sweeping uh, their tournament against Spring Hill, Topeka Hayden, and Trinity. Of course, they had a season-opening win against Ottawa. Uh, they lost on Tuesday to Shawnee Mission North on the road 44-37 and then dropped a three-point contest to Great Bend 45-42 last night. So not the ideal way to finish up. Uh, the first half of your schedule or first portion of your schedule with two straight losses and just like the girls uh, Emporia boys will be on the road at Topeka Hayden on January 2nd. Topeka High we were able to get some of their games in there the first couple weeks we didn't have their schedule. Uh, Topeka girls sitting at two and four uh, they of course lost to Manhattan on Tuesday but picked up their second win of the season last night against Bonner Springs at home a 40 to 33 victory. So they sit at 2-4, and 0-1 oh in Centennial League action uh, for the Topeka High girls. As for Topeka boys, they're at 500. A win last night by 28, 76-48 over Bonner Springs. So they're at 500 overall, 0-1 oh in conference play. Topeka Hayden, they the girls remain 5-0. and oh. They took down Casey Ward last night on the road. I, I had to check this twice to just make sure, but 61-7 was the final score. Those are two pretty good teams right there. Casey Ward is no slouch, uh, but the Topeka High girls, Topeka Hayden girls, I should say, uh, go to 5-0. and Their 2023 portion of the schedule is now over. They'll open up their 2024 portion of the schedule at home against Emporia next uh, in on January 2nd. Uh, as for the boys, they had to squeak out a narrow win to Pika High boys in overtime, 61-60, probably two of the best teams in the state right there against KC Ward on the road last night. So Topeka Hayden boys at 3-1, and one, they'll have uh, their one more game to wrap it up against uh, Shawnee Mission West on Wednesday at home before they start back up their schedule on January 2nd against Emporia. Junction City girls, uh, not off to the best start, sitting at 0-6 for the season. Or I'm sorry, 0-5 for the season. For some reason, I put the score in there twice. 0-5, they got Bishop Carroll. I'm not predicting a game today. I don't know what's going to happen in the Junction City girls-Bishop Carroll girls game a little bit later today. Uh, but losing to Topeka West on Thursday night, 54-35. So they sit at 0-5. They dropped a contest at home, a back-to-back -back contest at home last weekend to Hayes and Dodge City. Just not the start to Junction City girls wanted. 0-5, they got Bishop Carroll later today. And then that'll be the end of their 2023 portion of the schedule. They'll start the 2024 portion on January 2nd at home against Washburn Rural. Junction City boys, the exact opposite. 5-0 and as they took down Topeka West on uh, Thursday night, 64-56. to So they're 5-0. and They got Bishop Carroll at home later today. 
Uh, they are in a pretty good position. They beat Bishop Carroll today. They're at 6-0 and going into conference play uh, three weeks from, uh, I should say, less than three weeks from today. Uh, Washburn Rural Girls sitting at 3-1. and They took down uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest 38-34 on the road on Tuesday night. They got Cape and Mount Carmel coming in today. They're sitting at 3-1, and their final game of the 2023 portion of the schedule. And then Washburn Rural Boys, just the opposite, one and three, although they did pick up their first win over uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest on Tuesday, 65-53. Uh, Cape and Mount Carmel, of course, is coming in uh, a little bit later today for them as well. So that's a look at the Centennial League. Some teams getting into conference play, other teams uh, still yet to get into it. When we come back, we'll dive into the NCKL and sit down with Wamego girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. That's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by great folks over at WTC Communications. We're back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN, brought to you by the great folks over at WTC Communications. WTC keeping you connected with fastest fiber network internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game online at WTCKS.com. Let's now dive into the NCKL, the North Central Kansas League, and start it off with Wamigo Girls, who are sitting at 5-0 and for the season. Uh, two big conference wins for them to open up their conference portion of the schedule, taking down Chapman on Tuesday night, 52-40, to and then last night, 50-38 to over a rival in uh, Clay Center. Our own sports director, Mitch Fortner, had an opportunity to sit down after last night's game with Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. Mitch Fortner with Wamigo girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh here on Scoreboard Saturday. Coach, congratulations on the win last night over Clay Center at the Tigers' Den. 50-38 to 38 the final. You're now 5-0 and and 2-0 and in NCKL play. And this week you picked up two big wins in league play to extend your winning streak that dates back to two seasons ago. Take me back to last night. It's a marquee matchup in 4A because your team's number two. Clay Center is number four. It is a 12-point win for the Lady Raiders. What did it take last night to beat the Tigers? Well, we took care of the basketball uh, relatively well. Uh, you know, that's something that we've really been – talking about lately is just taking care of the basketball and not turning it over. Um, and so I, I thought we did a good job of valuing the basketball. Uh, and then I thought we were pretty good defensively and, and, and what we call being assignment correct and uh, guarding how we're supposed to guard. And uh, we got into a little bit of foul trouble um, in the third, fourth quarter. Um, but, uh, you know, we had some kids come in and and play really solid minutes for us, and we were able to get a 12-point win. Of course, last season, 21-win season, you just lose two games on the year. Um, you know, Last year was a big year. This one just expected to be about the same. You're 5-0. and Who have been your key contributors so far through five games? Well, we have three kids back that played a significant role um, off last year's team. Um, Lexi Heck, um, Riley Meinhart and Sarah Springer. And so we've really relied on them heavily here at the beginning um, just because those are the guys that have been through all the battles and they kind of know what to expect. And 
you know, so we've looked to them for leadership and, and filling some gaps. And, um, you know, we've been really pleased with some of the kids that have stepped up. Uh, Bella Wilbur, Isabella Wilbur, um, <clears throat> she's come in. She's a junior. She's uh, six foot, really athletic. And she's come in and provided great minutes for us and given us a presence down on the post, which we needed. Um, defensively, she's been she's been terrific. Um, and then Greer Panzer, uh, she's come in and she's a sophomore. Uh, she's come in and yeah, I'm pretty tough on her um, at times, but she's taking it really well and you know she's learning on the fly and getting better each and every game and becoming more dependable and re- reliable. So you know those two have stepped into the starting role, um, and then Soraya Pittenger Reed, she's come come in and played some significant minutes for us too. So, you know, all those kids have, you know, played JV and now they're into a role in varsity and, you know, it's the, the urgency and the intensity is, is, you know, so much higher. Um, but, you know, we keep growing and learning and I'm, I've been impressed with, you know, how much they've been able to take in and um, actually apply it. And we'll just continue to try to get a little bit better each week. You know, speaking of that growth, you, you're, you've played just 25% of your regular season. What part of the growth have you been impressed with the most with this group? Well, I think just like, you know, she's grit. leading the nation like, in scoring um, by averaging 38.1 you know, points. Situations. Um, we started the season at Topeka High, and what an atmosphere it was there. It was a very physical game, and, you know, they're an athletic team that crawled up into us, and so we were having to, you know, handle the pressure and, you know, you're throwing kids in that haven't ever been in that. And so they had a lot of resolve and, you know, resiliency in, the, in that game. And they just keep finding ways to win. Um, you know, I think tonight there was some of that too. Um, and so in the Chapman game as well, you know, I just, I've been really impressed with um, just they keep, you know, I mean, if they if they do something wrong, you know, they, they take the, the constructive criticism that we give them as coaches and, um, try to do it better the next time. And, you know, that's probably the, the number one thing that I've been really impressed with is just, um, you know, the fortitude that they have so far. Coach Brian McIntosh is our guest, girls basketball coach at Wamigo High. Well, Coach, to wrap up, you have one more game left this semester before you take a couple of weeks off and really get into NCKO play. And you got the Tonganoxie tournament coming up as well in January. But St. Mary's is on the schedule next, and that is another top 10 team in their class expecting another big battle. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, they're, they were good last year, and I think they turned the corner um, late in the season. And they return everybody, and they've got five legit basketball players. And you know, I um, I expect it to be a, a battle, and I mean, it's gonna it should be a good game, really good game, really good high school girls basketball game. But I mean, they're they're loaded, and they've got some, you know, I would say some college type basketball players on their team, and they've been playing really well together. Um, and so I, I expect it to be a I expect it to be a battle. That battle will take place at uh, Wamego High School coming up this Tuesday to wrap up the uh, first semester of play. Well, Coach, greatly appreciate your time. You got a really talented team this year once again, and uh, best of luck here in the near future. I'm sure we'll be talking again down the road. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you, Mitch. And thank you to Mitch Fortner and Wamego girls basketball coach Brian McIntosh. His team now five and zero. Oh. 
They have one more game with St. Mary's, as Mitch mentioned, another top 10 matchup in the state of Kansas for girls basketball. That'll be their final game of the 2023 portion of their schedule before they uh, take some time off, then come back on the 5th of January and play uh, Concordia. Wamigo boys, on the other hand, not off to the best of starts. 1-4 with an 0-2 conference record. Uh, losses to Clay Center last night, 52-40, and a 54-37 loss to Chapman on Tuesday. As for Clay Center girls, after their 3-0 start, they're not sitting in a good position. We already mentioned uh, their 50-38 loss to Wamigo last night. They lost a road contest uh, to Riley County on Tuesday on the road, uh, 40-35. So they sit at 3-2 overall, 1-1 one one in conference play. As for Clay Center boys, they are scuffling, but have gotten back on a nice roll after their 0-3 start to the season. Uh, they, of course, won last night over Wamigo 52-40 and beat Riley County on the road on Tuesday 38-28. So they sit at 2-3, 1-1 in conference play. As for the Abilene Cowgirls, it's not looking too good right now for them. 0-5 to begin the season. They lose a tough contest on the road last night to Concordia 53-51. They're 0-5. Uh, they also lost on Tuesday to southeast of Saline by 20 points. 42-22. Abilene girls wrap up their 2023 portion of the schedule uh, on Tuesday on the road against Chapman. As for the Abilene boys, 5-0. They took down Concordia last night in a tight one on the road, 54-50. Of course, they also won a 64-53 game over southeast of Saline on Tuesday. They got Chapman on the road to wrap up the season. Concordia girls, they have won two straight in conference. Last night won a tight one over Abilene, 53-51, and beat Marysville, 53-52. I'm laughing just how tight these games are, almost similar scores. One-point win on Tuesday over Marysville, two-point win last night over Abilene. They got uh, the scuffling Clay Center girls coming up next. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Scuffling, I guess. You could probably say that uh, with two straight losses. So they got the Clay Center girls coming in next. Uh, as for Concordia boys, they lost their game to Abilene at home last night, 54-50. to That's coming off a 54-52 win over Marysville on Tuesday. So they sit at 3-2, and 1-1 one and one in conference play. Chapman girls, 1-4. and four. They've ended up losing three straight after a 1-1 one and one start. They dropped their game at home last night to Marysville last night, 43-36, after dropping a road contest, 52-40, to Wamigo on Tuesday. So they sit at 1-4, 0-2 in conference play. And my cursor wants to be annoying again. There we go. Got it perfectly working now. Uh, Chapman boys, losers last night at home to Marysville, 52-45 in the home opener and conference home opener for them. After winning on Tuesday, of course, against Wamigo, 54-37, they sit at 3-2, and 1-1 one and one on the season. And then we wrap up uh, with Marysville girls and Marysville boys. Marysville girls, a winner last night over Chapman, 43-36. They sit at 2-4, 1-2 and one and in the conference. They did lose a one-point battle to Concordia, as mentioned earlier, on Tuesday, 53-52. And then Marysville boys, 5-1. and one. May have to sit. May have to sit down with the Marysville head coach, the boys coach. If they keep playing this well, five and one to wrap up their 2023 portion of the schedule. Uh, they won last night, 52-45 over Chapman. Their lone loss came to Concordia. Concordia boys are not that bad, so definitely want to keep an eye on those two teams. We got to take another break, though. When we come back, we'll dive into the Mid East League, Riley County, Rock Creek, and Silver Lake. Some teams like that coming up next. 
on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by the great folks over at WTC Communications. We're back here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. If you were with us before the break, or you were listening to that last break, we're actually going to have bowl games here on KMAN this holiday season for you. Our new general manager, Matt Walter, said, let's do it, and uh, we're going to be doing it. And that's something I don't think we've done in a long time. So we're going to have, uh, as Troy mentioned there in that last uh, ad, or as we like to call it, promo on here, uh, that will have all the college football playoff games, Michigan and Alabama, Texas and Washington. We'll have that on New Year's Day. And we'll have the college football playoff national championship, as well as other bowl games going on, uh, We including two today. At 6 p.m., we'll have the Los Angeles Bowl between, fittingly, UCLA and Boise State. That's 6 p.m. here on Cayman. And then at 9.30, the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Georgia Southern and Ohio. Both those games on Cayman. Uh, yeah, but if you want to listen to some college Bowl games on the radio. K-Man has you covered this bowl season. Bowl game season starting off this week. K-State, NC State will have that game for you here on December 28th. The Pop-Tarts Bowl down in Orlando, Florida. Got some guys headed down there as well. So a lot of fun stuff coming up here uh, on News Radio KMAN these next few weeks. All right, let's dive now into the Mideast League. We've already gone through Manhattan High, who won both their games over Topeka High on Tuesday. We also sat down with Wamigo head coach Brian McIntosh, and we're going to keep on doing that throughout the basketball season, something new that we wanted to do. We haven't done that in a long time. Figure we'd bring it back. Fills some time, gives you some information on teams you might not know about. All right, let's now dive into Mideast League play, shall we? Uh, Riley County girls, winners on Tuesday night against Clay Center, 40-35. to The Riley County girls sitting at a 2-2 two two record, 0-1 in the conference. They'll have Rock Creek on the road coming up on Monday before wrapping up their 2023 portion of the schedule against Beloit on the road uh, on the 21st of December. Then they won't play for two weeks. Rossville on January 5th will be uh, when their schedule starts back up. Riley County boys, we actually do have scores this week because they haven't played a game in several days. Uh, they were losers on Tuesday night at home against Clay Center, 38-28. to They sit at 1-3 for the season, 0-1 in conference play. They have Rock Creek on the road on Monday, uh, their next game. Rock Creek girls uh, currently... Struggling a little bit after a 2-1 start. They've dropped two straight games in conference. Uh, lost a tight one to Wabunsee on Friday night, 36-33. That after a just embarrassing loss on the road to St. Mary's on Tuesday where they dropped just 17 points. Looks like a football score up there, a high-scoring football game, 52-17. St. Mary's takes them down. Uh, so the Rock Creek girls currently sitting at 2-3, 0-2 in the conference. Rock Creek boys? Different story. They're playing great. They've won three consecutive games. Dominant victory last night by 41 over the Wabunsee Chargers on the road, 72-31. to uh, That after winning a high-scoring close affair over St. Mary's on the road on Tuesday, 77-71. So Rock Creek boys sitting at 4-1, 2-0 in Mideast League play. Silver Lake girls off to a fantastic start. Lady Eagles sitting at 4-0. They win last night by 19 at home over St. Mary's, 66-47. 
They also took down Riley County last Friday, 50-34. to So they're sitting at 4-0, 2-0 in conference play. They'll welcome in Rossville on Tuesday to wrap up the 2023 portion of their schedule. They'll start back up the season against Rock Creek on January 5th. Uh, Rock Creek boys losing their first contest, or Silver Lake boys, I apologize. Silver Lake boys losing uh, their first contest of the season last night at home to St. Mary's, 60-54. to so Silver Lake boys have one more with Rossville on Tuesday. They sit at 3-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in Mid-East League play. Rossville girls, uh, they haven't played since Tuesday, but they blew out KC Christian on the road 78-23. They sit at 4-1. and one. Uh, They got Silver Lake to open up their conference portion of the schedule, and then that's it for them for about two weeks. They won't start back up play until January 5th when they're on the road for a conference battle against Riley County. And definitely once we get into conference schedules, uh, we are going to definitely dive into more uh, of the conference standings and a lot of the other stuff going on around the league. As for Rossville boys, they also dominated 78-32 win for them on Tuesday night against Casey Christian on the road. Uh, So they snap a losing streak of two games. They had dropped three of their first four. They got Silver Lake on the road on Tuesday. Well, Buncey girls, as we mentioned earlier, they took down Rock Creek by the final of 36-33. They're sitting at 3-1, 1-0 in conference. They have a non-conference game on the road to wrap up their 2023 portion of the schedule against the Lady Eagles of Axtell on Tuesday. Well, Buncey boys... They, of course, were blown out 72-31. Uh, to 31. They lost a tight one, if you recall, last week in overtime in their tournament at home in Wabansi against Frankfurt. Uh, they got Axel on the road on Tuesday. And then finally, here for the uh, Mideast League, we have St. Mary's. Losers, of course, to St. Uh, Silver Lake last night. They're sitting at 4-1, and 1-1 in conference. Wamigo next for them on the road. And uh, then they got Wabunsi coming up after their holiday break. And then St. Mary's boys, 60-54 to 54 winners. They sit at 4-1, 1-1 one, one one in conference. We have to take our final break. When we come back, we'll dive into the Twin Valley League and also some of the state rankings. It's all coming up next on Scoreboard Saturday, powered by WTC Communications. We're back for our final segment here on Scoreboard Saturday, News Radio KMAN. I'm AJ Shaw with you. Final episode of the 2023 portion of our show, I guess is what I should say. We'll have uh, we'll have our next show on January 6th. I will not be here. Uh, either Mitch or Troy Coberdale will fill in. Mitch Fortner or Troy Coverdale will fill in for me, or maybe somebody else will fill in for me. So I won't be back until January 13th. So just wanted to wish everybody who's listened to our show throughout the football and basketball seasons a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa. If you don't celebrate a holiday, just Happy Holidays in general. It's uh, glad glad uh, glad you could tune in and listen to us and uh, making us do this show week after week. And of course, thanks to our great folk, great sponsor WTC. Uh, for their continued sponsoring of the show. Of course, WTC keeping you connected with the fastest fiber network, internet speeds. Get your home or business in the game with WTC online at WTCKS.com. All right, let's wrap up our show with Twin Valley League, and then we'll uh, dive in here to something that uh, I appreciate Mitch giving it to me, and that's the state rankings. And we'll dive into the girls' and boys' state rankings. Uh, We'll start off with Centralia Boys. They took down Washington County last night, 54-42. to 
They've won two straight after a tough loss on the road to Hiawatha last week. They also took down Onega on the road, 69-34. to uh, So they're sitting pretty right now, 4-2 and two on the season. Uh, as for Centralia girls, just pull that up here really quick. Centralia girls right now. Uh, sitting with a two and one record, they took down Onega on the road, fifty to thirty on Tuesday. They also beat Hiawatha by twenty two last week. So sitting at two and one after their uh, season opening loss to uh, Nemaha Central, which is a tough team on the road as they sit in a pretty good situation in their conference play as they head into that uh, very shortly. Uh, let's now dive over to Onega Boys. Onega Boys currently uh, without a win. They ended up losing their game to Centralia, as I mentioned, 34-69. to uh, Was not able to find a score on Hanover for them, but uh, they will have Cornerstone family coming up on the 19th, and then they got a big game with Axtell to open up the 2024 portion of their schedule uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks from now. That'll be January 2nd the next time they play after uh, next Tuesday. Onega girls, as we said, they lost to Centralia. Uh, they got Cornerstone family and Axel also coming up in their portions of the 2024 schedule. Uh, Jesus, I can't find this thing here. All right, there we go. I'm having some issues here with my screen, but we finally were able to get that up. Uh, Lynn girls, they lost on Tuesday to Clifton Clyde, 31, uh, 53 to 31. So they are currently sitting at three and one. They got Pawnee City coming in on Monday for a four o'clock tip. And then they got to play Hanover on their 2024 portion of the schedule. So in a pretty good position right now, win and loss wise, uh, you got Axel, of course, Axel boys. They are currently sitting at three and zero. They took down Pike Valley in a blowout, 82-35 last night. Axel boys playing pretty good, a lot like their football team. They're a pretty dominant force. The Axel Eagles, great sports teams, and continuing to play very, very well. Axel girls. Uh, Axel girls right now a 50 to 33 win over Pike Valley on Tuesday. They're sitting at one and one currently. They got Wabunsi coming in. We talked a little bit about that when we were talking about the Mid East League earlier. Wabunsi coming in, and then they got a road contest on January 2nd with Onega when they open up their 2024 portion of the schedule. Uh, Blue Valley Randolph girls sitting currently at 2-2 two and two for the season. They've had a couple of tough games in a row. They lost to Washington County on Saturday, 52-27, to and then lost on Tuesday to Hanover, 57-25. to They have Troy coming. They have to go to Troy, I should say, coming, uh, coming up later today. Uh, that'll be their final game of the 2023 portion of their schedule. So trying to bounce back after two blowout losses to a couple of good teams in Washington County and uh, Hanover. Speaking of Washington County girls, they're sitting in a pretty good position, although they did get blown out by Smith Center on Tuesday, 68-28, to so they sit at 3-1. and They did take down Blue Valley last Saturday, 52-27, as we mentioned earlier, uh, but Smith Center, they, they just came in and, and, and gave them a tough loss. They're going to have to try to bounce back from that. You know, when you lose by 40, it's demoralizing, but you're, it's the best teams always find a way to bounce back and put themselves in a better position going forward. Clifton Clyde boys, they're off to a fantastic start, sitting at 4-1. and one. Uh, They were able to take down Lynn on Tuesday, 55-37, after a 65-39 victory on last Saturday against Chase County. Uh, they have, I can't recognize this team right here. Oh, St. John's Tipton Catholic uh, coming. They're going to be playing them later today. That's a road contest, 5-30 tip. 
you want to go check that out, Clifton Clyde, the Eagles are playing pretty good right now uh, out of the great city of Clyde, Kansas. Other games going on, we got Donovan West girls, Donovan West. Uh, they are sitting at three and one currently. Uh, they were able to take down Troy 50, 45 to 39 uh, after their 30 point win over Atchison County last week uh, last Friday in a tournament game. Wasn't able to find the Valley Heights score. Uh, they have Valley Falls coming up next on Monday. That'll be their final. Uh, game of the semester, uh, and then they'll uh, dive into the 2024 portion. They'll start their 2024 portion of the schedule against Frankfurt on January 2nd, and then Road Twilts. they got three, four of their next five games after that uh, that are going to be on the road. Wash County, Centralia, Blue Valley, and Clifton Clyde, all road contests. The only home game in there is a game against a tough Axel team uh, that will be on January the 30th. Other games going on for the boys. Uh, let's dive into... Wetmore, never seen that team before. Uh, my apologies to anybody out there that's a Wetmore fan. I didn't even know Wetmore was a school. Anyways, hopefully they're doing well. Well, we actually will dive into them here in just a second. Uh, as for Valley Heights, they got beat by Frankfurt, uh, forty-three to twenty-seven. Uh, Republic County, of course, they were able to take down forty-four to thirty-three last Friday, uh, and uh, they got Donovan West. We were not able to get a score on that one just yet. If we find it, we will let you know on one of our next episodes coming up. Uh, we'll dive into Wetmore. Well, they don't even have any scores in there. All right, I guess they don't have a basketball program or not. My apologies. I did not know that. I'd never even heard of Wetmore before until today. Uh, Frankfurt, we'll dive into the Frankfurt boys really quick. Frankfurt boys, they took down Valley Heights 43-27. They got some tough games coming up after their break. They got Donovan West on the road. They got Hanover and Onega at home. Onega might be a win for them. Uh, but Hanover and Donovan West are tough teams. Uh, Clifton Clyde's going to be tough. Centralia's going to be tough. It, that's just the thing about the Twin Valley League, though, folks. I mean, you just you never know with any of these teams. They're just so talented, so uh, difficult to play against. And you know, they're sitting in a you're sitting in a position right now as a team. You know, you lose two, three in a row, you could be back in the standings because you have such an expansive league in the Twin Valley League. Uh, that just makes it so difficult uh, to try and you know go on a losing skid. You got to get yourself in position to start winning some games. And uh, right now, it, it we're going to see tougher games coming up for these teams in a few weeks. All right, I want to dive now into the state standings. This is from last Tuesday, uh, so this is obviously subject to change. But this is some of the first rankings that we've seen this season. We'll start off with girls. In 6A girls, Blue Valley North is number one. In 6A girls, Shawnee mentioned South is two, Wichita South three, Olathe West is four, Wichita Heights five, Blue Valley Northwest six, Washburn Rural is seventh, Blue Valley is eighth, Wichita Southeast is ninth, and Garden City is tenth in 6A girls. Over in 5A girls, Andover, number one. St. Thomas Aquinas is two. Seaman out of Topeka, number three. Bishop Carroll out of Wichita is four. Emporia, fifth. Mays South is sixth. Highland Park out of Topeka is seventh. St. James Academy out of Lenexa is eighth. Blue Valley Southwest is ninth. And Hutchinson comes in, in tenth in 5A girls. In 4A girls, Bishop Miege at the top out of Roland Park with number two, Wamigo. We sat down, of course, with Brian McIntosh earlier, the girls basketball coach at Wamigo High School. McPherson third. Clay Center is fourth. Have to think Clay Center might be going down after two straight losses. Wellington girls fifth. Fourth Scott is sixth. Adora seventh. Uh, Labette County is eighth. Circle ninth. Parsons is tenth. That is the 4A girls. Over in 3A girls, Silver Lake. 
sitting at one. Topeka Hayden at two. Heston is at three. Rossville at four. Uh, Santa Fe Trail out of Carbondale is five. Cheney sixth. Goodland, 7th, Halstead, 8th, St. Mary's, 9th, and Nemaha Central out of the great city of Seneca, Kansas, is 10th. 2A girls, St. Mary's, Colgin, they are number 1 out of Pittsburgh. Riverside out of Winnetha, there are 2. Hoxie, 3. Hillsboro, 4. Uh, Leone, Wichita County, 5th. Uh, Buren Academy is 6th. Uh, the Independent out of Wichita, 7th. Smith Center, 8th. Remington, 9th. And Valley Heights, 10th. Now, 1A Division I girls. Little River is at 1. Frankfurt, 2. Clifton Clyde is 3. Uh, South Gray, 4. Donovan West, 5. Hudson, 6. Olpe, 7th. Centralia, 8th. Norwich, 9th. And Claflin, uh, Central Plains, is 10th. And 1A Division II. Labo at the top with Hanover in second. Buckland in third. Sharon Springs, Wallace County in fourth. Wallace County in Sharon Springs. Central Christian out of Hutchinson, fifth. St. John's Tipton out of Beloit is sixth. Lynn, seventh. Ingalls, eighth. South Haven, ninth. And Roselle, Pawnee Heights out of Roselle is tenth. So those are your rankings uh, for girls basketball from 6A down to 1A Division two. Now let's over to the boys. In 6A boys, Wichita Heights is 1. Blue Valley Northwest is 2. Shawnee Mission Northwest, 3. Shawnee Mill Valley is 4th. Uh, Olathe Northwest, or, sorry, Olathe West. I was looking at Shawnee Mission Northwest, my bad. Uh, Mill Valley, 4th. Olathe, Olathe West is 5th. Olathe North, 6th. Junction City comes in at 7th. Junction City boys, pretty good team. Olathe South at 8th. Shawnee Mission East at 9th. And campus that's out of Hayesville is 10th. In 5A boys, Mays South is coming in at 1. Cape and Mount Carmel, based out of the great city of Wichita, Kansas, comes in at 2. In 5A boys, Highland Park out of Topeka, 3rd. Uh, DeSoto, 4th. Seaman, 5th. Uh, Blue Valley Southwest is 6th. Topeka West is 7th. Andover is 8th. Pittsburgh, 9th. And Hutchinson is 10th. Let me flip my page here. Got just a few minutes left, so we're going to try to go quickly. Uh, 4A boys, McPherson 1, Hugoton 2, Atchison 3, uh, Circle out of Tawanda 4th, Baldwin 5th, Bishop Meage comes in at 6th and 4A boys, Fort Scott is at 7th, Abilene at 8th, Chanute 9th, and Ottawa 10th. Now over to 3A boys, uh, their top 10 rankings. Heston, you got Wichita Collegiate at 2. Beloit comes in at 3. Beloit, tough team. A couple of teams we saw in there will be playing them coming up. Uh, Marysville comes in at 4th and 3A boys. Girard at number 5 and 3A boys. Goodland at 6th and 3A boys. Topeka Hayden 7th. Wellsville 8th. St. Mary's at 9th. And Humboldt is at 10th. Now over to 2A boys. The Independent out of Wichita comes in at 1. Mound Ridge at 2. Bennington comes in at 3. Pittsburgh St. Mary's Colgin. St. Mary's Colgin out of Pittsburgh is at 4th. Linden 5th. Oxford 6th. Sterling 7th. Wichita, the classical school, comes in at 8th. Remington 9th. And Mead at 10th. i got to get a breath here really quick. I've been reading these so quickly. Um, 1A Division I boys, you have South Gray at 1, South Central at 2, Olpe 3, Osborne 4th, Maxville 5, Clifton Clyde 6th, Lacrosse at 7th, Hodgman County at 8th, Frankfurt at 9th, and Sylvan Lucas is coming in at 10th in 1A Division I boys. And then over in 1A Division II boys, Axtell at 1, not much of a surprise right there. McPherson comes in at 2, oh, I'm sorry, uh, El Raya Christian coming out of McPherson at 2. All right, good for them. Coming in at two, Northern Valley at three, Hanover four, Cunningham five, Labo at six, uh, 
Dighton comes in at 7. St. John's Tipton Boys out of Beloit comes in at 8th. Hartford at 9th. And Shailene comes in at 10th out of Bird City. So those are the rankings uh, for the high school uh, basketball. For high school basketball, I should say. That was a lot of reading, to say the least. Uh, but um, that is just a quick look at the rankings. We'll give those to you every single week. Uh, throughout this season those were the first rankings that I had been able to get access to so looking pretty good so far not a lot of surprises for me uh, I haven't looked at some of those teams but from the ones that I could recognize definitely not a lot of surprises Axel sitting at one in 1A Division 2 uh, Manhattan not ranked in their in any of the rankings but we could possibly see their team bounce up the rest of the season who knows Manhattan boys or girls. A couple of things we want to plug here really quick. Of course, Manhattan basketball, boys and girls coming up today later here on K-Man at 145 pregame. Mitch Fortner will be on the call. These are the last Manhattan broadcast uh, for the semester. So definitely want to remember that. 145 pregame today. We also have bowl game coverage for you. 6 o'clock, we have the L.A. Bowl between UCLA and Boise State. 9.30, the Myrtle Beach Bowl between Georgia Southern and and Ohio. Of course, K-State women's basketball will be a little bit later today. They'll be over on Sunny at 4 o'clock. They take on North Florida. And then tomorrow, men's basketball uh, will be on at uh, 2, pregame at 1 here on K-Man. So a lot of games coming up. we got bowl games for you throughout uh, bowl season. They start today. We'll have the college football playoffs as well for you on K-Man. we got to get out of here. It has been a pleasure, of course, folks, as always. We'll be back January 6, 2024, the next time, and I'll be back January 13th for our show. Have a great holiday season, everybody. This has been another edition of Scoreboard Saturday on News Radio KMAN, powered by WTC Communications. <laughs>